Hi, this is Varun Haran, Associate Editor with Information Security Media Group in Asia. I have with me today Darshan Shantamurthy, who is the founder and CEO of Payment Security Specialist firm CISA Information Security. One of their focus areas is also PCI DSS. This year being the 10th year anniversary of the PCI DSS compliance standard, Darshan is going to be walking us through the PCI journey in the Asian region and what he has seen and what is unique about the PCI adoption in this region. Hi Darshan, thank you for joining me today. Thanks, Varun. Thanks for having me. Pleasure, Darshan. Darshan, let's take India, for example, in the last five years, PCI has picked up in a big way. So what is your sense of how prominent the compliance standard is in this region and what are some of the reasons for its growth that you see? I think PCI has witnessed a major growth in the last five years. If you look at the various industry verticals, starting with banking and finance with the regulator actually making it mandatory that all banks which are on the acquiring side have to be PCI compliant. And then you have a lot of merchants also falling in line and realizing that PCI is just not a compliance mandate, but it's good for their information security posture. And then you have service providers and you know a couple of others being actually contractually driven to be PCI compliant. So uh, in all the PCI compliance, in India, in Middle East and in Asian countries has actually been a very big part of growth, largely because of contractual obligations as organizations because it's extremely tied up with business as well as at the same time in the need of information security that organizations realize that PCI is their best bet for securing their organizations against payments frauds. You know, you've been here right at the forefront of this PCI journey and your firm has done PCI compliance for a lot of the Indian companies and the Asian companies you also operate in the Middle East. So, you know, what can you chronicle about the widespread acceptance that PCI has found here, unlike some other regions around the world? And you spoke about contractual obligations. Why is it that PCI is being chosen? Is it because of lack of an alternative uh, standard here? Definitely PCI is made mandatory by uh, regulators, uh, starting with Sama in Saudi. I'm given to understand that a few banks in the Gulf, including Bahrain, you know, many other countries in the Gulf has made PCI DSS mandatory. And from a contractual obligation, what actually happens is if you're a service provider servicing banks or servicing you know anyone who essentially has to do with payments or payment cards is obligated to be PCIDS compliant uh, so that's typically the contractual obligation that organizations have if they have to do anything to do with payment card that means either they access card data or they process it or they store it for whatever reasons that's kind of answer for the first question the second part of it is that is there a lack of a better standard I think the good thing about PCIDSS or PCI per se is that it's a very focused standard towards payment card protection and hence uh, that's the best standard so it is nothing but uh, putting together one some of the best security practices that exist in the marketplace if you were to look at the standard it's nothing new but it's just about putting together a very focused and a very targeted approach towards protection of cardholder data which is one of the bigger area of concerns for all organizations so that's one of the reasons why PCI adoption has been so successful across in Middle East in India and Asian countries is because of its targeted approach and and putting together some of the best security practices and more importantly I think the council has done a great job in terms of keeping the standard up to date and it's very connected with the industry it is no longer an A or a B organizational standard but they've been very nimble and very attentive to feedback and keeping the standard very very relevant to the current conditions of security you know, frauds. Would you also say this has something to do with the global fraud landscape? For instance, recently, Jeremy King, who is the international director at the PCI Security Standards Council, spoke about how there is going to be a global fraud shift from North America to other parts of the globe. Do you think that might be one of the concerns that is prompting PCI adoption in such a big way? 
Absolutely. I think with the U.S. actually moving towards EMV, people are anticipating the frauds to also move. And we are looking at global risks at this point in time. And no country or no region can say we are isolated from these risks. And obviously, these frauds have the tendency of going to the easiest and the most susceptible area wherein they can actually misuse. So, so obviously, fraudsters are going to use it where they find it easier to perpetrate. So far, it has always been in the U.S. because the U.S. was still on max trip and EMV was not you know, kind of rolled out. But now EMV being rolled out, the frauds are predicted to migrate to Asian and Middle Eastern countries, and which, which has already been the case. If you see the breaches that have been reported, there have been you know, a handsome number of rises here in this market as well. So you spoke about the regulators in Saudi Arabia mandating PCI, and India also happens to be one of the few countries where PCI is mandated by the regulator, the RBI. Uh, so what effect has this had on the industry? Can you tell me a little bit more about that? RBI has been very proactive. I think credit goes to the Reserve Bank of India for being one of the few regulators to be very active on the PCI DSS and accepting that it's a great standard to protect Indian banks from such kinds of card compromises. But having said that, the PCI DSS for banks in India has a long way to go. There have been a few handful of banks which have taken up PCI DSS as a journey, but I'm sure that the regulator is following up and will do needful to make sure that all the banks fall in line and demonstrate compliance on a quicker basis. There is an increase effort in segments like e-commerce here, you know, for example, in India, where uh, there's a push to do away with hosting cardholder data altogether so that, you know, they don't have to undergo PCI. So basically, they're shifting the liability to the payment gateways and so forth. So what is your take on this? Actually, this is largely for smaller merchants who don't have much transactions to take and who do not have proper security controls or don't think that they can actually you know, keep the data secure at the end of the day and obviously would want to transfer it to a payment gateway who is obviously PCI compliant and would be able to handle that in a secure way. So what we are seeing from my experience has been largely smaller merchants who can actually do this two-click approach. But if you look at any of the larger merchants, larger e-commerce merchants, actually doing this read directing it to another payment gateway is not is not definitely a great option from a customer standpoint because you actually are now making sure that he has a two-click approach which will obviously create a lot of inconvenience for the cardholder. So what we are seeing is that for large e-commerce merchants, storing card data for the customer experience is absolute necessity. As far as security is concerned, definitely the scope of the PCI compliance comes down to when you actually redirect it. But obviously, many people have this misconception that the moment you redirect, you don't need to protect because you can still be subjected to redirection attacks and we have seen a couple of cases. So still security has to be taken care of but yes, the scope of which will come down. But uh, to answer your question specifically, have you seen a trend of e-commerce merchants moving away with cardholder data storage? Uh, not really. Uh, what we are seeing is, in fact, the wallet concepts are coming into picture so that every time you go in and do a transaction the next time, you don't need to ask the cardholder to enter the full cardholder data. In fact, you just ask him for the CVV2 and then you do the OTP on top of it. So if you see large e-commerce merchants in India, are storing card data and they need to do that for customer experience and with the rise of card transactions on their uh, sites now. So earlier COD was a major component but now uh, card transactions are really really picking up on all e-commerce merchants. Okay, that's your concluding question is this is the 10th year that PCI DSS standard has been around. So what is your message to the practitioners in this region and also in the next coming year, six months or so, what are some of the new challenges or changes that they can expect in the standard that they should prepare 
I think the message to all the practitioners for PCI is one is to implement it in the, in the earnest way, not a check in the box kind of a thing because PCI DSS is as good as the way it is implemented. So obviously when you're looking at a standard, there are ways and means of implementing it. And one of the things that we have a responsibility as practitioners in the space is to do it with all sincerity in terms of implementing many of these controls and from our perspective, making sure that they are implemented in substance and not just form. That's as far as the message as far as practitioners goes. There's a new version which has got released just in April 2016 and earlier the cycle for the standard was three years but now the PCI council realizing that it has to be more nimble footed and aware of the threat landscape that is uh, obviously changing very rapidly is cut short the cycle and they are releasing standards more faster. So the current version actually many of the requirements actually kicks in from 1st of January 2018 and the standard is up for download from the PCI council website. I would uh, definitely urge people to go and have a look at that standard and the changes obviously are going to be the council is very adept to, to feedback and I'm sure that whatever is the threat landscape that's going to emerge the council is going to come and keep up and roll out I, I hopefully from my perspective my expectation from the standard would have to be more around mobile payments I think that's something where the council is aware but there are various restrictions but I'm hopeful that there would be a lot more guidance or controls coming around mobile payments I think we have still a lot of work to do as a community there Thank you, Darshan, for speaking to us. Uh, thanks, Varun. Appreciate it. That was Darshan Shantamurti, founder and CEO of Payment Security Specialist CISA Info Security. For ISMG in Asia, this is Varun Haran. Thanks for listening.